So, Warwick, what was your nickname at school? It was Biddy. Ah, Bidwell. Righto. Yeah, very imaginative. And uh, But the best bit was it's the same name as my dog at the time. Ah, well, easy to remember. <laughs> Both of us came running at the same time. What about you, <laughs> Michaela? Uh, well, primary school was Mick, so that wasn't very, very imaginative. Uh-huh. Uh, but Choppy in high school. Choppy? Mm. Should I ask? After, well, after Chris Close, the footballer. Oh, of course. You know, state of origin, great. Yeah, righto. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. I'm Michaela Clark from Tradies VA and I am joined today in Cyclonic Conditions. <laughs> I'm hanging onto my hat. Uh, this is... <laughs> Warwick Walker Bidwell, thanks to Timbo Reid for that one, from the Tradies Business Toolkit. And, yes, we uh, are recording today. This is how dedicated we are to the show um, with cyclonic conditions outside our offices. Uh, and uh, I couldn't get to be in studio with Warwick today due to flooding. And uh, so, but, hey, nothing stops us, yeah, Warwick. This is, this is how committed we are to bringing great information to you, our listeners, is uh, we're enduring cyclones and I think I'll be going home in a canoe this afternoon because <laughs> there's a couple of roads that usually go under between uh, my house and my office and it's uh, it's absolutely tipping down outside at the moment. So there you go, listeners. Uh, that's enough uh, BS from us. <laughs> now, we haven't read some reviews for a while, have we, Michaela? No, we should uh, stroke our egos for a little while. <laughs> well, look, we uh, we do like to get reviews, and not just because it makes us feel good about ourselves, but it's really, it's actually really heartwarming to hear, um, I guess, the the value that people are getting out of the show. And it is a bit one sided. We sit here talking into our microphones and uh, listening to the sound of our own voice, but you know, we don't really get to interact with our audience, uh, and so it's really good to get those reviews, guys. So please keep them coming, and uh, we'll uh, talk about. A little giveaway that we've been rabbiting on about for a while now at the end of this episode. We'll let you in on what that's going to be. But uh, I've got a couple here. So um, this one says, motivating, five stars, love it, uh, by Briny. And uh, Briny says, love listening to this podcast. The content's really relevant. The hosts are easy to relate to. And best of all, if I'm having a bit of a slump in motivation, listening to an episode gets me in the zone to start focusing on my business again. And Bryony's even added a smiley face for us, Michaela. Oh wow! Well, that's that's great. Glad so, to see we're helping out a bit. And good to hear we're we're helping motivate some of our listeners. And uh, this one—it's good to hear we have listeners. <laughs> uh, well, there's quite a few reviews here. I'm I'm very impressed. Um, very insightful and raw. Oh, she's talking about me. That yeah, one. You've been sitting yeah. around in the raw again, haven't you? <laughs> Another five stars uh, from Smiler One Seven Three. And this podcast is a no-frills approach for tradies to get to grips with the real challenge of running a business. Love the mix of humor, information, and real-world examples. Certainly gave me something to think about. Great info. Thanks, Smiler. Good on you. Thank you. Thanks for the reviews, guys. And uh, as I said, please keep them coming. It does, it does help us stay visible 
in uh, in iTunes, which helps more tradies find out about the show. And uh, obviously, you're getting great value out of it. So um, if you can take the time, jump in, write us a review. And uh, at the end of this episode, we'll uh, we'll tell you why that's actually going to be good for you. Cool. And also, while you're there on the website, make sure to check out Tradies Business Show forward slash. Oh, no, I stuffed that up. Tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash MYOB for our bit about our show sponsor, Myob Pay Direct, which is a mobile payment solution for tradies and those that work on the road. So if you want to take payments as soon as the job is finished, have the money in your bank account the next day, this is a really cost afford cost-effective way. Oh, I'm just going to have to do that again. I think, I think the cyclone has affected your speaking as well, Michaela. I'm not going to let you do that again because, see, you see, this is the thing about the Tradies Business Show. We don't edit out all of our crappy bits. Oh, well, maybe we should. <laughs> no, we're going to keep going, Mikado. This is me coaching you into just continuing on, okay? That wasn't Oh, this is not fair. <laughs> I need to learn fair, how Michaela. to edit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right i hold the power in this uh, in this relationship but you, anyway but please so you go need- check out uh our show sponsor they do help bring this show to you and um it is tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash myob oh thank you yes. <laughs> so what what have we got in store for our listeners today michaela well it's an exciting episode on financing <laughs> borrowing money <laughs> strikes fear into the heart of men all over the the, the globe that's it but if you want to save some money, do it the right way and make it easier to finance the growth of your business, there is some great tips and tricks mentioned today. And I learned a few things as well about how to do it the right way. It is. And, you know, I uh, I mean, both of these guys come from accounting and banking backgrounds. Uh, so don't tune out just yet. <laughs> it's not that boring. Um and look, I come from a similar background as well um, to to John, one of the, the guests on the show, and I actually still find some of this stuff mind-blowing that it's not it, – we're just not told about it. Obviously, the banks don't want us to know about it. So, uh, you know, there's some real tricks in here to beat the banks at their game. That's it and make getting a little bit more money easier. So we all want to know that. Totally. All right, let's hook in. And so welcome to the show, Tammy and John from LoanWise. Thanks for having us, Michaela and Warwick. Yeah, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Excellent. So it's one thing we like to start off when we do our interviews is ask a really important question, and that is, are you guys DIYs or you get the expert tips? John, did you want to go first or shall I? <laughs> well... Look, I've got to put in both camps, to be perfectly honest. If it's something that I know a bit about, I'll do it myself. But typically, if I'm doing something that uh, requires a bit more skill uh, and, uh, you know, you know that you can't really do it properly, you'll get someone specialist in to do it for you. And I'm currently renovating a new property that I've brought and I love DIY, but at times I know that there's things that I just can't do to the professional standard, so that's when you get the professionals in, such as a tiler recently and just this week a tree lopper. Oh, cool. I, like, I like the diplomatic responses there, guys. That was awesome. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any particular DIY projects you're most proud of? Any achievements in that area? Well, my house at the moment, a big difference to it a month ago. Um, it looks completely different and um, to the point that I've added a heap of value and really into the renovating, which is the, the, the 
probably, you know, the thing that everyone wants to do these days with the shows like The Block and things like that. I've right? just completed a nice little, um, nice little screen at the front of my house. Uh, I think I've kept Bunnings afloat for the last uh, two weeks, so that's been fun. But uh, it's been enjoyable because I've, I've uh, loved getting my hands dirty and getting into it. Great. Good stuff. So, guys, uh, tell us a bit about Lonewise, but maybe before you tell us about Lonewise, tell us a bit about yourselves. Like, how did you guys uh, get to be in the finance game and um, how did you end up in business together? All right, well, I'll go first. Um, I basically uh, finished school and decided that um, I was supposed to go to university. I never really wanted to. I actually always liked working with my hands, but um, I found myself in university because uh, my grades were too high, apparently. So uh, I did an accounting degree. <laughs> I had no intention of ever being an accountant, but I knew that a Bachelor of Business had helped me sort of uh, run my own business in the future, so I went down that path and um, started working in a bank, of all places, and um, absolutely loved finance. So I got to know the ins and outs of finance, and um, the thing I loved about it was being able to help people. And, and most of the time, people came and they had this dream of what they wanted to achieve, whether that was you know, just a new car or whether it was to buy a house or whether it was to buy a business or something like that. They had this dream and, and, you know, it felt like you were helping them achieve that dream. So that's what I loved about it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my story of how I got into the finance game. And I um, left school and started a accounting degree at Monash University down in Victoria and um, decided that I would join the bank because I thought that was a nice role to help people give money over the teller every, as a teller every day and... I was in the bank for several years and then decided that I would finish my accounting degree and went and did an accounting um, apprenticeship as such for five years. And I just found when I was doing accounting that people didn't have their loans structured very well and they were losing money by giving them banks more and more money, more profits that they need, obviously. And I, I was restructuring all their loans so that, that could save their money and create their wealth instead of the bank. And so I went back out to broking because that's obviously what I have a niche in and very good at. And I like to educate people so they're making educated decisions about their finances and they're getting it right for them, not for the banks. So hang on, hang on. You're telling me that <laughs> the banks aren't looking after us? What? What's going on there? No, the banks, the banks are there to look after their shareholders. And... Oh, they'll look after you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is go- we're we're uh, flirting with uh, death here. We're we're going to hate on the banks for the rest of this episode. By the sounds no, of it, but... you know what? It's not about hating on the banks. It's about using the banks against each other to make sure the clients are the ones getting looked after. And you know, at, at the end of the day. Our goal is to get the best deal for the client. And, you know, obviously the banks are still making money on it because they're happy to deal with us. And so so how many years uh, you guys had in the, the broking industry now? Well, I've been in finance for 30 years. Wow. Sure, my age. <laughs> <laughs> you you oh, must look, have started young, Timmy. Now. I've been broking since 2005, so coming up to my 10th year in broking, but I was using in the bank for 10 years before that as well. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a few years on my belt, a few Ks on. <laughs> nice, mate. So, what's uh, so Lane Wise has been going for a little while now. How did you guys come together? 
We actually met at a conference of all places. Uh, we met at a conference in about 2005, uh, my first year of broking, and, and we just hit it off because we had a similar passion for our clients. And, you know, what, what we could see in, in getting to know each other is that we had a very similar values in making sure that we're not just in it for the money, we're really in it to, to help people and um, provide them a solution. We both have a, a very keen interest in investment property as well. So, you know, for us, it was just a natural thing where we sort of come together and, and, and work together to sort of build a, a better business than what we'd be able to do on our own. And we came together in 2009 and we're just going from strength to strength. We work well together and as John said, we have the same idea on how a client should be treated. That's great. And so let's get down to, you know, how tradies and our, and our listeners can really look to better improve their financial situations, especially around when it comes to leasing equipment to grow their business. What would you say are some of the, the, the things they have to think about if they're looking at going down this area of wanting to expand and they need to get new trucks and equipment? What's sort of the first step for them? That you would recommend? The first step of course would be to talk to the accountant because when you're looking at expanding your business the cash flow is the key. Um, so your accountant needs to sit down with you, go over the numbers because when you expand you also expand usually the workforce and everything as well. So you need to make sure that that expansion is going to return more dollars to you, um, the, the business owner. The cash flow is really important when it comes to the lending. Um, the banks would like to look at that, but there's other ways around it rather than just showing the cash flow and producing, um, you know, saying I'm expanding the business and want to get some more equipment. With some of the lenders these days, uh, they're starting to relax the equipment finance um, funding. And if you've had funding with them for six months and it might be just for a car and you've, um, you know, You've been a very good credit history with them for those six months. They are now allowing you to expand without providing financials for up to a value of 500. Now, of course, that's not every lender, but that's one particular lender. So if you're talking to your finance expert and they're aware of this, when you're doing your car finance, knowing that you're wanting to increase and expand in the business, they would put you with that particular lender for six months. So it makes the next 500000 in lending for equipment and expansion very, very easy. So it's a plan. And that's for using an expert and telling you about what your future plans, not just the immediate need. You can set yourself up really well and to finance the, that. That's one of the things I find uh, with working with tradies is they just don't realize that they may not and it's not i guess their bank is out to shaft them but there are a whole range of products out there that they may not find out about from that particular bank or lending institution and uh and they just i just don't think they realize the power that a broker has to source some of those products it's funny work that's one of the main reasons i became a broker being in a bank yeah you've got a very myopic view of what you can actually do um, if you're outside that or your client doesn't fit those boxes, you can't help them a lot of times. And, and that's something that clients often find out the hard way from their own bank. So that's when they sort of come running to a broker. But, but our argument is if you come to us first, you've got a really clear idea of who can do it for you and, and what they can do. And, 
and work with that client to get the best result for them because ultimately it's what's best for them in the first place anyway. So what do you find are some of the mistakes that you see people make when, they, when they're going down this financing path? Um, the biggest mistake that I see is, A, they just go to their lender and if their lender says no, they think they can't get finance, which is completely not true. Or they go into a car yard if they're buying a new, um, you know, a new vehicle or a replacement vehicle, an additional vehicle, and the first thing the car yard asks them is, oh, how much can you afford a week? And then the car yard structures the loan around that affordability. So they think, yep, I'm fine. I've been looked after. I can afford that. And they drive out. But when it comes to um, equipment finance, there's about seven different factors that determine the interest rate that you pay. And there's, there's about four different, four to five different variables that you can play around with to structure the loan so you can match a, um, you know, a, you know, a repayment figure that you're being given by, you know, by the tradie or the gentleman looking for the car. And so, and in the end, that could be the wrong thing for the client because they end up with the lovely thing called negative equity. Um, negative equity is basically where the value of your car on trading or equipment is less than the loan that's outstanding. Now, of course, that negative equity is not looking after the client's needs and a lot of the time the car yards build in a lot of extra fees as well, like um, an origination fee or they don't advise the client that there's ways to structure it not only for the dollar value that they can afford but, you know, um, the, the BAS figures, there's BAS structures that can come into ca- payments, come into consideration. There's so much to it. And the car yards aren't educating the clients about that. They're just matching that dollar figure that they gave them at the start. So, yeah, look, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry uh, uh, off. Um, one, one of the things that I see is that people don't take into consideration how they're going to treat the equipment that they're going to have. I mean, you, you might have a tradie that's working in Brisbane every day from the Sunshine Coast, and, and, and you know, they're doing maybe 80,000 kilometres a year. Um, if they if they finance it over a five year term and put a balloon on the end, of a thirty percent balloon, there's no way that car, after the amount of kilometres it's going to do over that time period, is going to be worth anywhere near the thirty percent balloon at the end of the term. And in all likelihood, they're going to have to turn that vehicle over before the five year term anyway, uh, just so they can keep a reliable vehicle on the road. So we're really careful when we talk to our clients about how many kilometres they intend to do, how long they keep their cars for and all those sort of things to make sure that they're not put in a position where they're going to have that negative equity and they've really thought about the consequences of doing that. So the cash flow might be higher for them on a month-to-month basis, but at the end of the day, they know they're not going to be $20,000 in the hole when it comes to upgrade their vehicle to the newer model. Yeah, and that's what I was actually going to ask about, guys, was this whole, uh, particularly on, on the vehicle finance, obviously, is the balloon payments. Is I... I I just see so many people locked into these, uh, you know, dealer-based finance or bank-based uh, finance, where they've got these big balloon payments, and then it's a it's a nightmare for them to to well, refund it. Yeah, it, it can be. I mean, look again, a balloon can work out really well if you intend to keep the car for the term that's involved and you're doing average kilometres. But where it can really bite you is where you're doing far more 
or you've got a car that tends to depreciate a lot quicker than a, a, you know another car. So you know, as you know, there's, there's vehicles out there that tend to hold their value a lot better than others. And, and in some cases, if you're doing average kilometres in those, the balloon's fine. It's not going to be an issue, especially if you let the loan go its full term. But it's where you sell the car partway through that term or where you put a, a lot of more additional kilometres on the vehicle or whether the vehicle hasn't been looked after that well. That's where you can really find yourself in trouble with those balloon payments. And so what are people's options at the end of that, uh, without getting into too much specifics here, but uh, let's say someone's got finance on a vehicle, uh, you know, there is a balloon at the end. Um, what can they do coming up to the end of that, that period? Well, we, um, we speak to them and find out how much that negative equity or balloon left over is. If they want to keep that particular car and they've got a balloon, we can roll that over and finance that balloon for another extended period. It's usually about two years, but as John said, it depends on the vehicle. Sometimes I've seen a balloon stand out for another five years. If you um, don't want to keep that vehicle and you're selling it on and you've got a negative equity there so that the trade is less than the balloon, there's ways that we can teach the clients to to talk to the dealership if they want the sale of the new car. A lot of the time they will hide that negative equity and then it can be refinanced into the next vehicle. Now, the issue with that is that you're always playing catch-up and, you know, you're behind the eight ball for the new vehicle when you start. So what are some suggestions or options for people that want to build their business and get some growth funding? What do you suggest in those areas? Yeah, sure. Look, um, the key thing with building a business is making sure that it's easier to make more sales. You can put more staff on. You can, you know, you can obviously do a lot of stuff to sell more equipment or, or, or build more houses or, you know, lay more tiles. But... You've got to be profitable in doing it. So the first thing I always recommend any client does is a cash flow forecast so they know what their costs are. Um, well, it's not a necessary finance answer. Um, the cash flow forecast is going to tell that, that person exactly what they need to achieve and what profitability they're going to make out of that. So you know, that's where they you know, they get their accountant involved or a business coach or someone like that who can really work with them and show them what they're going to achieve and what they need to do in terms of expenditure to achieve it and also make sure that they're profitable when they do it because there's no point, you know, tripling their turnover and making less money. And, and unfortunately, that's something I've seen too many times. Um, and, and then obviously then it's about financing their extra equipment that they need. So a lot of times the banks are going to need those cash flow forecasts um, depending on, you know, how big they are already. But, you know, what a lot of banks will do is if you've got cash flow forecasts, you can take them to the bank and say, well, yeah, on our existing income, we know not necessarily be able to, to service these loans, but because of these growth patterns that we've got uh, planned out, and if you put a lot of effort into making sure that that is a, um, you know, a, a, a well-thought-out uh, document, the banks are going to take that on board and say, well, yeah, you know what, we can see that you've got a lot of growth prospects there. This extra piece of equipment is going to bring in you know, three times the income necessary to fund this loan. We're happy to support it. And it's not just equipment finance, is it, guys? Like, there's there's other ways to actually fund business growth, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Look, um, you know, there's a number of different cash flow options to help a business with its growth. Um, you know, if you don't have a great deal of security, one of the ones that tends to be quite popular when you're starting out is uh, the, the debt of finance side option. Um, they're not the cheapest options, but can really help a business grow and get that working capital necessary to sort of build their, their base. 
Uh, overdrafts are a fantastic way to sort of help the client to, um, you know, depending on the payment terms, if, if it's taking them, you know, between two to four weeks to get paid, then, you know, obviously there's going to be a working capital gap there. So in order to grow your business, sometimes you need to have something to help fill that gap. And, and the overdraft, is, and even the, the business credit cards can really help in that regard. So it gives them the opportunity to sort of grow their cash flow, grow their business um, without squeezing their, uh, their, you know, their day-to-day cash flow, which is one of the big consequences of growing your business too fast. Another option that's available in the um, car and equipment finance area is um, low-doc finance. So for a client to qualify for that, if they've had an ABN and they've been GST registered for two years and they're a current homeowner with a mortgage, they um, basically can qualify up to 150000 straight up with no financials. So if they haven't used any of that in the last, you know, last 12 months, They've got 150,000 of equipment that they can use under that low dock facility quite easily to help fund some of that growth. Now, some of the type of um, equipment is restricted a bit, but it does cover most things like commercial vehicles up to 4.5 tonnes, trailers, forklifts, boom lifts, system, you know, backhoes, dozers, dump trucks, and now even trailers. So it is a good, um, easy option to get that um, happening. The only condition is that it does have to come from a licensed dealer and it has to be less than four years old. Yeah, cool. And, and that goes back to what we were saying, that there's there's just so many options for people uh, that I just don't think they realise are out there. And it's really hard for us as consumers to actually um, get access to a lot of this information, isn't it? It is, it is yeah. Look, it's, it's not something the banks promote um, a lot externally, directly. Um, it's more something that they tell their existing clients. One of the things, too, that um, we've used a lot of in the past is when you go to a lot of the major banks and you ask for a business loan, typically you're paying up to 2% higher for a business loan than you are for a home loan product. Yeah. We have a few of the, um, the smaller lenders that can do business products uh, or business loans on a home loan product. So what that means is that you can get business loans for a much cheaper interest rate if you've got the equity in your property to do it. We sort of work with the client to make sure that that's partitioned off into a separate loan so it's fully tax deductible. Um, and, and you're paying the same rates as you pay on your home loan, which at the moment, you know, is well under 5%. So, you know, there's a few good options there for, for people, especially if they've already got a business loan. Um, their total borrowings might be under 80% of their value of their property, but it gives them the option to save them a significant amount of interest on their business loans as well. So there's a bunch of different things that, you can do with some lenders that you can't with others. And that's the beauty of working with a, a broker because they can sort of sit down and say, well, you know, what is it that you want to achieve and how do you want to get there and, and, and find a solution for them. So, you know, that's one of the things that I love about what we do. And we not only ask about their immediate needs for what they come with, a good broker will ask about, you know, their goals and their future plans for, you know, the next couple of years and what they intend to do with that piece of equipment or that house or anything like that. And we create a lending strategy around everything to help them achieve their ongoing goals, not just their immediate need. One thing we, we like to ask all our guests is if you had a thousand tradies in a room, what would be the one message that you would like to tell them? 
Don't say take their shirt off, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> that was your muffled. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the one thing that I'd like to tell them is that in the finance world, there's so many options available for them, not just the ones that the two immediate ones that come to mind, the bank and the dealer who's selling the equipment or the and everything like that. And get advice because the advice can help them save a lot of money in interest and that creates wealth for them. And the idea of having their own business is to create wealth and have a lifestyle. The saving interest helps achieve that. And the cost to go and uh, talk to a broker these days? Zero for most brokers. Well, for us it's zero. Some brokers do charge a fee, but majority don't. And that's that's the kicker, isn't it? I love that thing about uh, getting advice. Um, you know, too often I know I see tradies who have gone and set up a business and bought a vehicle and equipment and everything else, and done it the way that they knew best. And unfortunately, you know, could have got some perhaps better advice and uh, saved themselves in some cases a ton of money or some heartache at the end with those balloons and things. So, uh, so that's a good one. It's not unusual either, Warwick, where they get advice from their personal banker, for instance, at the bank now. You know, a lot of those people... The barbecue? Yeah, for the barbecue. A lot of those people at the banks have never had anything but a job. They've never been self-employed. They don't understand tax structures a lot of times. So, you know, that's where it it really does pay to get advice from someone who can actually give them confident advice that's going to help them in the long term. Great stuff, guys. Well, uh Look, thanks again for coming on the the Tradies Business Show. Uh, Certainly some good tips in there, and I know I've seen some eye-opening scenarios uh, prepared by uh, by brokers over the years where, yeah, look, clients would have gone down a path that that could have cost them a a hell of a lot more money and meant they have to ultimately work a lot harder. So so great advice, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great. Thanks. So there you go. We've uh, hopefully made finance a little bit less boring, if it's possible. <laughs> but um, Only slightly. <laughs> well, there's nothing boring about getting money from the banks cheaper than what they'll give it to us directly. And uh, that was the big takeaway for me from that. And certainly uh, you know, a lot of these products that we tend to deal direct with the big institutions, we don't have to. There's people out there uh, like finance brokers and like uh, John and Tammy from Lanewise that can actually give us good advice uh, for essentially for free or, you know, some brokers do charge, but um, it's across all of the different products that we might not know about. That's right. So it was good and hopefully, you know, you don't just go into a car dealership to buy your next ute. Yeah. See your accountant and have a think about some other alternatives. And even if you do go with the dealer and that that might be okay, that might be the best solution for you, at least get some other advice, kind of like a second opinion. Yes. Cool. So uh, the guys from LoanWise have made available some fact sheets about the different ways you could fund your business growth or your, your next equipment purchase or whatever. So to grab those, uh, hit the show page, tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash 33, uh, as in episode 33 today. And uh, you can download those fact sheets. They're nice and simple and uh, they might help give you a bit of information before you make your decision on your next purchase. And uh, we're going to announce our giveaway for listener reviews 
finally. Jump roll. Jump roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> Given that I'm the editor, perhaps I'll go and find a real drum roll instead of doing a crappy <laughs> one on the table here. But um, what we're going to do is if you write us a review on iTunes, a written review between now and the 15th of March 2015, there you go, 15, 3, 15. That's kind of a cool number, isn't it? Yep, yep. <laughs> Take a screenshot, email it to us, and uh, we will select someone at random, so it's all fair, for a 60-minute hot seat with myself and Michaela, and we're going to uh, bring in the baseball bat and get stuck into you. No, we're not. We're going to help you come up with some strategies to um, you know, solve a problem, grow your business, uh, whatever it is that you're working on or struggling with in your business at the moment. And um, you'll get that 60-minute session with us for a donut for free. And I think anyone that has already left a review, thank you, and we will put you in the draw also. Yeah, okay. You're feeling a bit... bit well, you know, you've got to reward early adopters. <laughs> that's right. So everybody that's written a review, you automatically go in the draw. But uh, jump in there, give us a review between now and mid-March, and, uh, and we'll pick someone out before then. Great. Look forward to reading more things about how great we are. <laughs> And even if we're not, uh, we do take <laughs> feedback, even even critical feedback. A box of Kleenex will be fine. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening, team. Uh, look forward to some of our future guests coming up. We've got some crackers coming out too. And, uh, yeah, until next time. See ya. Right. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.